When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies, if you are out there, if you do not have solid male friends who do not want you and they just they have pure intentions, you are missing out on some key information. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he's one of those guys. And he he, I was telling him what had happened. And he was like, you were trying to save him. Right. He was like, don't say like he will hang himself. He will tell you I'm I'm here to waste your time. I'm here just to get what I want. And once I get it and you are if you're a convenience, well, hey, I'm going to drop them breadcrumbs and Mm -hmm. that's all you're going to get. Right. All you have to do is just watch. Right. And you may not get all of that in the first date. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So it's like open up your eyes and watch. The, the person will tell you what you need. I am on a journey to discover, uncover, and recover love. Life is about helping others. Dear future wifey has been doing exactly that. You stated that women are to present and not to pursue. It has given us a a roadmap on how relationships were meant to be by God. There are still black men who love the Lord and their end goal is marriage. Thank you for teaching me how to stay lit, how to be intentional and transparent. You read your your letter, I cried. I just got married two months ago and I'm listening to the podcast so I can stay married. I'm Lateris R. Whitfield and this is season four these dating streets on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I'm your host, Latera R. Whitfield. Listen, I'm so excited to go a little deeper into this season, these dating streets. But before we get started, are you still shacking up with us? Come on, y'all. Let's make a commitment. Hit that subscription button and subscribe. See, some of y'all have some commitment issues. I'm getting people that are DMing me saying, I never knew that I was subscribed and they've been watching us faithfully for a whole year. Come on, y'all. Let's do something about that. Well, I'm so excited about today's guest. I got my good old buddies on the podcast today. Um, I have my homie, Dr. Trillian Small. She's a mental health therapist and peak performance coach. And I got my homie, Elsa Marley, on the podcast today. She's a biblical counselor and life coach. Listen, this is about to get really good. Uh, So without further ado, put your hands together for Elsa Marley and Dr. Trillian Small. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? Fantastic. All right. So are y'all ready to have fun? I'm excited. You know, I'm always in it. So pretty excited. So first, I want to get some ground rules established. You know, on the podcast, I say we're going to keep it lit. We're going to live intentionally and transparently. Y'all know the the, the routine. Uh, So do I have your agreement that we're going to keep it lit? Absolutely. Okay. Keep it it 100. All right. We'll keep it 100. So that's what I like. So today's episode is called Collecting Data. That's good. Because when you're dating, I always say that all dating is, is just data collection. So we're just asking questions and um, processing it and deciding whether or not we want to go to the next steps with said individual. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be perfect to have you on the podcast because y'all are professional uh, I can't say question askers. You can I call was, it that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we do for a living. Yeah. Exactly. That's what y'all do. Y'all just y'all just ask questions, and but y'all do a lot of listening and allowing your clients to process their own thoughts that they are uh, are saying. So um, 
We're just gonna jump right on in there. Let's do it. First of all, y'all, y'all, y'all both single. Because I, I want to make sure we're not coming from a marriage. Because <laughs> adv- I said on this season, we're going to have single people mm-hmm. talk to us single folks. Yes. So are, are we are we all single? We're single. We're single. Okay. As of today. As, as, as of today. As, as of five minutes as, ago, as, she's as single. Of, as of <laughs> today. But things can change. They can change in the twinkling of an eye, huh? Blink. The thief cometh in the night. Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, so let's listen to this. So let me ask y'all real quick. Uh I'm going to ask both of y'all to define what dating means to you. So, Elsa, what does dating mean to you? You know, Lataris, why would you ask me that question when you know that I don't date? That's why I asked you that. Right? So, dating for me is what you said. If I was to date, it would be collecting data. It's really information. Or, honestly, just going for a free meal. Because (laughs) that's what dating is nowadays. (laughs) Is going and having an amazing meal. And then, you know, sometimes some people shack up after. But, you know, your girl ain't about that life, right? And so, at the end of the day, if I was to go on a date, I'd have a wonderful meal. And then, you know, maybe just kind of hang out a little bit. But... I don't do that, so. I'm going to come back to ask you, why don't you date? We talked about that on one (laughs) off the podcast, but I still got to unpack what that really means. Mm -hmm. Trillion, what does does dating mean to you? Um, For me, data or data collecting is dating, right? For me, it's simply, do I vibe with you, right? Do I connect with you? Do I see you as a person that can either be someone that's going to teach me something, somebody that I can teach something to? Um, Are you somebody that I can see long-term? And long term can be it's going to turn into a relationship and hopefully marriage or because I'm also a businesswoman, I'm an entrepreneur. If it doesn't go down that path, I'm mature enough to say, but you also add value in this direction. Right. So for me, dating is just really getting to know a person, right? Seeing how you add value to their life, how they add value to your life and then properly categorizing them. Hmm. So what are some of those questions that should be asked? Let's say it's the first date. Um, and I'm going to even make it a, an extreme circumstance where y'all haven't had conversations on the phone. And let's say that your homegirl <laughs> sets you up for a blind date and you're sitting there with this total stranger. Um, what are some of the questions that you would ask? Well, what I typically do is I put them in five categories. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I focus on faith, family, finances, friends, and future. Okay. Mm. And so if I'm going to ask you questions, I'm going to ask questions in those different areas to make sure that you're able to give me information that I need based on those different categories. And so that's kind of my first step to the whole data collection, if you want to put it that way. So, okay. Name that again. You said faith, Faith, family, family, finances, finances. friends, and future. So what, what do you think when people say it's too early to talk about finances? I don't think it's ever too early to talk about finances because at the end of the day, I need to know upfront how you manage money. I need to know if you are good at storing money, if you are going to be good at making sure that we can get to the places that we need to be able to get to and that you're not going to have us living here high and dry or that you did not set up this day and you only had $75 in your bank account. Okay. <laughs> like I need to know that we going to be good for dinner. So, you know? so, so, Elsa, How would you bring that up? How would you bring up something as sensitive as finances on the first day? How would you ask that question? You know, I would ask somebody something like, hey, what was the last what was the last major purchase that you made? That's good, because I'm not necessarily coming to you and saying, tell me how you manage your money. 
but I need to know, did you buy some 60, 70 inch TV or yeah. like, did you invest in something? I want a man who is investment mind, mind, um, minded. I want someone who's entrepreneurial minded. And so are you putting things towards your future or are you just wasting money? Right. And so, Hey, what was the last purchase that you made? Hmm. I bought a brand new car. Okay. Well, what type of car was it? He says my third car that I bought. Right. I got three cars. See that that's unhealthy. Why why do you need three cars? <laughs> I mean, if, does your mama and your grandmama drive? Are they driving one of them? Because he if said, they nah, are, I just love cars. You know, I just got this thing for cars. Yeah, so that's cars. exactly yeah. why you end up not being a part of my process because that's a waste of money in my personal opinion. That's not being a good steward of your finances. Well, if he was, well, if he was filthy rich, he was a multi-millionaire. Listen, if you're filthy rich and you're doing what you do, you go right ahead. But I also think that there's a whole bunch of other things that you could be doing with your money, though. Come on, building more businesses. So, hmm. Trillion, what are some of the questions you ask? Um, so I've over time, I've changed, right? I used to be very cutthroat, very, all right, is this going to be in, in marriage or not? <laughs> You know? You'd ask that at the very beginning. I wouldn't ask that. How would you say it? How would you but frame no, that? So, so it would be through my questioning, you can tell that's what I'm trying to get at. Is this going to lead to marriage or not? But I realized, um, f at least in my dating world, that doesn't really work as well, right? It can be a, a quick turnoff, right? And so for me, instead of, all right, let me size you up head to toe, mm -hmm, husband or not, no, after the 75 minutes of dating, I'm going home and going to block you. 75 minutes. 75 minutes. <laughs> Movie and a date or whatever, right? But now I've gotten to the point where I've realized, and my mom used to, and she's, I'm sure she's watching, but my mom would always say, she's like, children just have fun. And I got so mad at her. I was like, mama, why are you, this ain't about fun. Like, I'm trying to find my husband. I'm trying to find a husband here. Like, I'm not trying to have fun. I ain't trying to and, have fun. But, but the beauty in having fun is uh, your expectations, your, your yes. perspective, all of that is loose. You can, I, I used to be very like, you know, I don't know yes. if you didn't know me then, but it'd be like, all right, sir. Nope, you don't match them all. There's a door, but I realize that doesn't really work when it when it comes to getting to know a person. Yes. Right. So for me, it's more so. No, of course, I still want to get to those. I mean, I asked, yeah. did he buy a boat recently? You know, but for me, it's tell me about your family. Right. And the, when I ask questions, of course, I'm a therapist. So I'm I, normally when you're asking a client, the question is not the question is never for me. Mm -mm. Right. The, the question's for you. Right. And the, the questions do help me to help you get down this journey. But in dating, the question, yes, it's for me, but it's also for me to see what your thought process is. And I think in, in asking the question, I think sometimes you can just ask better questions. Right. And so for me, if I ask, tell me about your family. Yes, it's great to know. Well, I'm the youngest of three. Me and my mom and, you know, me and my mom are close. That's wonderful. But what I'm really getting looking for is, is family of value to you? Mm. Right? Yeah. And I don't have to say, do you value family? <laughs> no, right. you wouldn't be able to answer that right. right. That's, say, a, yeah. that's a yes or no question. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're trying to ask open-ended questions exactly. on your dates. And that's right. really what people need to do is right. make sure that they're asking open-ended questions. Right. Because if you don't ask open-ended questions, people end up just kind of giving you these sound bites. Yeah. And then you still have to go in and try to dig in deeper when there's so many good questions that you could ask that really eliminate a lot of the BS that people have to go through when they're right. trying to find a partner. Right. You know, and so, but that is a great question to ask yeah. about their family. So what was the last thing you and your mom did together? 
Or, mm. And so I may, and, and I, they may not have ever told me that their mom or their dad is in their life. But if I ask that, then you. they'll be like, oh, well, my mom and I have not been, yeah. you know, yeah. oh, okay, well, well, tell me what happened. I'm, yeah. You know, and it's not that we're here assessing people because that's not what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I mentioned to you that what I typically do on my, when I, on my dates where I'm getting to know people um, is really assessing them, which is trying to understand the quality, the quantity, and really, really making sure that I evaluate evaluate who you are as a person and also evaluate your abilities. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what an assessment is. And it's not to kind of size them up per se, but it's like too often we waste time when we're talking to people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, these questions are meant for you to just like stop wasting time. Right. Yeah. And I think for me as well, like as a clinician, because it is our job to ask questions, I have to be very careful because there have been, and people have told me they, they're like, I feel like you're just, you know, trying to assess me. <laughs> And I mean, in reality, it's like, I kind of am assessing you. You should you know? be. I'm psychoanalyzing you. But I think there's a way to do it. There's a way to finesse your questions, especially if they know that you're a clinician. There's a yeah. way to finesse those questions. Where it sounds like conversation. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's all it is. It's the question should be about curiosity. Right. Right. There Which curiosity then leads you down the path to the answer that you're seeking. Mm -hmm. Right. So the it's I don't even know if there's a right or wrong question to ask. Right? Role there's, play. Let's role play. Role play. Talk to me. So we're on, we a, on date. a date. First of all, where are we? We're at, uh, I'm going to pick a stupid restaurant. Mm -mm, it, uh, it has to be five star. Don't do anything stupid. It has okay. to be no five star. Nice. I need red carpet. All right, all right. <laughs> we, at, we, at, we at Perry's then. We at Perry's Steakhouse. All right, cool. All right. Um, wow, I finally got you out the house. I've been trying to uh, take you out for the last month or whatnot. You're a very busy woman. Yeah, I am. And, you know, I thank you so much for your patience. And I definitely would not say thank you for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely not say thank you. For <laughs> thank you for your patience. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love you. Have a great sense of humor. Uh, so, um, thank you. so um, yeah. Uh, have you been here before? This is my first time uh, here. Yeah, this is my first time as well. Oh, you know, um, I've heard good things about it though. Is this your first time? Yeah, it's my first, yes, time. first time. One of my friends said that they went here last week and mm, said I should try nice. it out. So I said, hey, new things, new experiences with a beautiful, uh, lovely la lady. So I just said, hey, let's oh, try all things new. Today. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So is that your first time saying that to a woman? Uh, no. Yeah. I've said you it, said, I've said it plenty times before. Yeah. yeah so you're before. really witty. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. So. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So what what encouraged you to bring me here to this restaurant? I don't know. I wanted something really nice. Um, um, but I think I made the biggest mistake because I didn't pay attention. You're vegan. Mm, and I brought yeah. you to a steakhouse. So yeah. it just dawned on me just now that I, I brought you here. So yeah. I apologize. Maybe we can just get some sides or whatnot. Yeah, or if you want to leave, we can leave. No, yeah, we can get a salad. I can get a salad, some sides, okay. and then we can kind of go from there. Okay. But I know you. I know your favorite is chicken, so I think yeah. they do have rotisserie on. Yeah, so you yeah, can kind of grab I, that. I'll get some chicken. But again, I apologize. Yeah. I wasn't paying oh. enough attention to take you to a steakhouse and you're vegan. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, saints. <laughs> so by that time, we're talking about ordering. I'm sure somebody would have come. I'm not talking that long about eating, right? right? You, you know, right. you order your food, and then it's, if you looked nice, I, if let's assume I didn't ride with you, I would right. probably comment on how you look. Let's, do, let's unpack this. Would you ride with a guy on the first date? Heck no. No. No, <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't. Absolutely not. Right, no. Because in, unless... I've met you because I'm Prior not going to let you know where I live. Right. Right. And so like, unless I've met you before, we've had coffee and then we're now, I'm going to meet you in a parking lot and then I'll get in your car, but you're not going to know where I live that early. 100%. I say, I tell my female friends, definitely 
uh, don't let a guy know where you live that soon. No, you'll you'll yeah, have all kinds of crazy yeah. people that you can't get rid of. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let's get to some of these questions organically. Uh, um, go ahead. I was about to have you. Okay. Tag. So we're, so we're still at Perry's, yeah, right? Yeah, we're still at Perry's. We eating. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, is it morning, nighttime? We're it's at Perry's. It's dinner time, right? Yeah. Okay. So I would say, Hey, tell me about your day. How was your day? Oh, my day was pretty cool. I mean, um, just a lot of work. Just got a lot of work that I've been catching up on. I'm a little behind. Uh, business is going well, but I've just been, you know, pulling a lot of all-nighters. Yeah, I saw that. I saw your last episode. It yeah. was amazing. So when you asked the, the lady about, and I don't assume whatever whatever it was, right? Yeah. Um, so when you were talking to that couple about um, the, their near-divorce experience, right, it really touched me, right? Because I've, I've seen the effects of divorce as well. And so tell me a little bit more about your background. Oh, uh, well, actually, I'm divorced. You are? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been divorced going on six years uh, at the end of this month. On the 29th, okay. we'll mark six years of divorce. Uh, so I definitely know the gravity of divorce. Yeah. Um, so um, how long were your parents married? Uh, they were married about 20 years or so. You said 20? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And how old were you when you went through that divorce? Um, four. You were four? Yeah, I was four. So, I, you know, I really saw the, the side from a child's perspective, right? And so did you and your wife, did you guys have kids? No. I mean, well, okay. I had a child that I brought into the marriage or okay. whatnot, but uh, we didn't have any kids together. Yeah, okay, so you just have one? Yeah, I have one. Son. She's okay. 25 years old. 25, wow, awesome. Uh, what school did she go to? Uh, she Actually, she went to uh, Texas A&M and Corpus Christi, and she stayed there a couple of years and felt like college wasn't a thing. And Corpus Christi, okay. Yeah, yeah. so she's you know doing the work at a bank right now and mm -hmm. doing well for herself. Yeah. Engaged, actually. To get oh, married. wow. Yeah. When's the wedding? I don't know. I mean, she was supposed to get married last year during COVID, mm, and yeah. um, things fell through or whatnot, and so they're looking at having something real quaint. And nice. Whatnot, so. Where's it going to be? Don't know yet. She's yeah. still trying to figure out. She says she wants to have something like on the the rooftop of their apartment complex. Oh, that'd be and nice. So they want to have something Sunset. very simple. Yeah. That's exactly Ooh, what she nice. wanted. So yeah. she wants something really different. So it stays out of my pocket. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so you're cheap, huh? No. no, no, I just already spent money on the first wedding and oh, um, yeah. she decided to go do her own thing. And so I gifted that to three couples and we called that the Black Love Matter oh, Ceremony. Beautiful. So yeah. Really? Tell me more about that. So what I did uh, last year is that we did this, um, this gift to people whose weddings fell through due to COVID mm, wow. and a uh, guy laid on my heart to just gift it to him. And so I took the venue that I had originally planned for my daughter and gifted that to three couples and they had a group wedding and I called it the black love matters ceremony. Mm -hmm. So it's it quite beautiful. Right. So it, was it your divorce that inspired you to continue to pour into marriages now? Yeah. Um, I went through a very, traumatic thing um in the last couple of years uh with, with a chick that i dated and i'm gonna leave it at that because i don't want the conversation to be about her yeah. uh but um so yeah i said i wanted to invest uh i believe in sowing where you want to go Ooh, so i want to i want to sow into love because i want to reciprocate or receive that Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. How about you? When's your, when's your last serious relationship you've been um, in? About three years ago. About three years ago. Yeah, about three years ago. So busy with work, you know, in the dating scene, it can be a little tough as well, right? Just trying to find a guy that's actually interested, a guy that actually is interested in beyond, interested in you beyond your looks, right? Mm. Who actually wants to get to know you because on the surface you can, you can say, wow, like, wow, you look like this, you're beautiful. Right. But most times people don't take the time to sit and open up the package. That doesn't mean sex. It's, do you know my soul? Do mm. you do you care about 
um, what I'm passionate about? Do you care about the social causes that I care about, right? Do you even know that I care about restorative juvenile justice? You would know if you asked me questions, right? And so um, I'm just at that phase now where I'm not desperate. Right. Would like it, but I'm not desperate for it. That's powerful. Yeah. Elsa, unpack this whole conversation. What, 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 did, what did you hear thus far? <laughs> um, a lot of things. So, uh, of course, at first she was a little bit nervous, yeah. um, but it was it was good. I love that you kept on really trying to intentionally get to know her, um, which is actually what she needed and wanted. And um, at first she was wanting to be cheeky with you just to kind of make things playful so yeah. she didn't seem too serious. Um, but you kind of really, really wanted her to know, I actually want to get to know you yeah. if I'm going to yeah. be on a date, right, That's type right. of thing. Yeah, and so, um, and you guys kept it very light, which is really good. I think that sometimes, like you said, dates can seem a little bit serious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not just trying to get to know the person to figure out if you're going to marry them. It's like, you really just want to also know if they can be your friends, Today. right? Today. Like, Today. I, I just need, I just want to know if I can be your friend. Can That's we be it. business That's partners, key. right? Exactly. And so, this was one of those where you can kind of determine, okay, what direction is it going to go? I love that you shared a little bit about your um, past experiences, but also knew when to stop yeah. because sometimes people end up oversharing yeah. in on dates and then the person gets completely turned off and then they're just like, why the heck like, you look did I enter into this? What type of, you know, like movie are we about to enter into? Your ex gonna try to kill me? Like I have no idea, right? And so it was like, let me just stop right now because right. I'm not gonna say anything that's gonna get me in trouble, right? And so we actually need to learn to be able to have that type so of good. like, yeah. you know, to, to slow down and stop and say, yeah. hey, like let's table that for another conversation, right? right? Yeah. And so um, I really Really, really enjoyed the the conversation. Yeah. I think that you guys could have definitely probably gone even deeper if you mm -hmm. would have kept going. So yeah, yeah. that's interesting because uh, of course that was just a hundred percent improv, and it's it's interesting because what I end up doing was saying, "All right, get to know." That's the I think dating. We say it's data collecting. But it's also you're you're getting this human experience with someone exactly. that you right. can just learn them. Right. And I love to learn about people. Mm -hmm. And when I'm learning, I can say that's a person that the book ended today. Mm -hmm. You know, I just got through the first couple of pages. We're not in alignment on anything. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, it's cool. All right. And and yeah. I don't sell false hope and be like, oh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm gonna do <laughs> right. this. I'll be like, all right, nice meeting you. I'm like, so hear from you tomorrow? No, uh, no, it just depends. no, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, you cool, you cool. Uh, <laughs> you might, uh, but uh, do you tell that to the woman though? Yeah, I think I, um, and when I have, it's been, it comes up naturally in the conversation. So, um, because there's certain things that I really look for in, in, um, and most of my dates that I'll have, we have a whole lot of phone conversation before mm -hmm. we ever get in. There you, go. you know, That's we, good, we yeah. talk on the mm -hmm. phone all the time. Yes. Uh, and so in that, You'll, I'll always weed out whether we're going to have an in-person meeting. Right. No. So there was a guy I was, uh, we had, we were, we were talking on the phone, right? We hadn't had our first date yet. And you know, I, I, I have plenty of questions. I have no, I have no lack of questions. And so we were on the phone one time, you know, we're, we're having good conversations and he was like, well, should we save some for the first date? We're going to, I'm like, I'm like, well, we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. 
I'm like, a key note to sell. He, like, he maybe not be as deep as I want him to be. Right. Like, we'll save some. I'm like, what you mean? Save some There's no the saving. You're, right. getting, you're getting all the questions today. I need to know <laughs> now. This and, and I, I think it's great that you have those phone conversations up front. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you may not even want to have a date. 100%. Because you're, you're kind of stuck there for at least an hour, hour and a half. Stuck there. stuck there. Do you and see now why I talk about not necessarily date. going on dates? So, what, so what do you mean by that? I want so you to what I do that. is I literally get to know people as friends i will keep you on a friendship level for a very long time but then as i get to know you and i go you know what this guy's actually kind of interesting yes you'll start knowing that i like you because i'm a i'm a make a cute little flirty jokes here and there and all these things and then we can take it to the next level but i've already been asking you questions throughout time i think the issue with today's generation is that they want to go straight to data collection but they don't want to experience friendship yes and at the end of the day you have to learn how to do friendship well because if you're going to get married to somebody you're going to need to actually know how to be their friend because that actually matters more than being a lover because we are not capable of being able to, of having unconditional love. We're just not capable of doing that. Right. And so I want to be able to have unconditional friendship with my partner. And so if I have unconditional friendship and love is something that grows over time, then I know that I liked you before we actually started talking to each other. Yes. There's something that there's far more that I'm vested in than us just kind of like talking and, and I thought you were cute and I asked some questions five months, six months, a year later, we got married. No, that's not what I want to do. I want to be your friend. I'll ask all all the questions get to know your friends we'll hang out some places i'll see who who the people are right i'll meet some of your family members here and there and that that's already telling me that that that's my method of data collection mm-hmm. right instead of just sitting on an interview or even going on several dates because at the end of the day a lot of the times we go on these dates and they're a waste of time yeah truthfully yeah, yeah. you're not doing so, i'm not doing anything that i really want to do we're sitting here staring at each other mm-hmm. the rest of the world <laughs> and now i'm looking at the Listen, and knowing me, I'm paying attention to all the couples that are having a horrible time because I'm like, dang, he's on his phone the whole time. Oh, he just checks me out. You know, like, it's just, it's some weird stuff. And so I don't know. I don't do all that. So, see, people think that I'm, um, they always ask me, they're like, hold on, you said you want to go from friend to fiance. How does that even make sense? And Mm -hmm. I say, because y'all don't understand. I've been married before, I know what that is and what keeps you to, death do you part is that when you have a solid friendship with each other and I said and it's amazing because on the friendship level you'll always learn so much more in my opinion than you ever do in the lover when you start putting titles and stuff then people start Mm -hmm. withholding stuff you go you can tell because when they really want to share something they'll go share it with their what friend Mm -hmm. and so they'll be like man I'm going through this let me go talk to my friend about this and they'll call their friend and they somehow removed you out of the equation and it's like why well I you know I just can't really talk to her about that Mm -hmm. why not if Mm -hmm. that's your friend why could you talk to her about that this is your lover this is your girl friend mm-hmm. you know and the reason why i say that um i'll go from friend to fiance because that girlfriend boyfriend stuff really it don't really mean nothing to me mm-hmm. you know right. what i'm saying i can't claim that on my taxes it just, you, it you just, literally cannot yeah, are just, you single or you're married that's it that's all they ask Which and one? so and then when you add something to it we say girlfriend boyfriend yes. so and all we say is that that's exclusivity that gives you this quote-unquote safety net of exclusivity yeah. right but we can rock with that for 10 years and then you're never happy you don't feel so secure in that anyway if you're just right. my girlfriend for 10 years yeah and so when you when my idea of dating with intentionality is literally saying 
I want to assess on a friendship level, get mm -hmm. to know how she acts, how she treats her family, mm -hmm. how she, her dreams, hopes, and ambitions. We talk, we laugh, we trip out, we talk about everything. Right. Because it's different when I talk to my friend. I have friends that will tell me everything mm -hmm. about who they've dated, who they slept with yesterday. You know, <laughs> you try yeah. to talk about that with your with, with a girl you have a love interest in, she'd be like, oh, well, I can't. Yeah, they're worried. They think yeah. you're going to be worried about okay. the body count. Yeah, they're like, nah, like, I can't no, really tell I, you that. Yeah. Nah, because yeah. you, you can't handle that. Why can I handle that? You That's know what I'm exactly. saying? But a friend, you, you don't care because you don't feel like you're going to lose anything. There you feel you like it's a no judgment zone. Yeah. And so that's why I always believe in a healthy establishment of friendship. Mm -hmm. And then you rock with that. Y'all transparent with each other and then like you said you look at them and be like oh yeah i kind of like you because mm -hmm. you're looking at it as a journey rather than an end destination so right. girlfriend boyfriend you're like all right that's the end so by the time i get to that point <laughs> right there are some things that i may retract from you or there are some mm -hmm. things i may suppress because now the next milestone is girlfriend boyfriend to husband or wife yeah. and i don't want to do anything that may jeopardize it and sometimes people think well vulnerability and being honest may jeopardize it and so one thing you, you'll learn in therapy whether you're on this side of it or on the other side other side receiving it uh you're taught to slow it down mm -hmm. right slow it down right even with your questions it's you may rapid fire yeah but it's leave time for a space in between because then right. you'll know well are they anxious because when they're when they're quiet <laughs> are they fidgeting right or or do, do, are they comfortable just staring you in your eyes yeah right if not maybe they're not comfortable with themselves which may there tell you, you something about them so it's the questions sometimes sometimes you don't even have to ask a question with your mouth mm -hmm. right there are times where it's just by us engaging with each other with nonverbal, nonverbal mm -hmm. communications, mm -hmm. like 90% of what you say is nonverbal. So I can ask you a question maybe with my body by leaning forward or leaning back, mm -hmm. and then you're going to respond with your body, and that's going to give me an answer. So you have to be in tune. And whenever we are focused on an end goal, we're often very selfish. Absolutely. And right? listen. Because it's, it's I need mm -hmm. to do, I need to do whatever I need to do. I need to say the right answer. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, withhold certain information or share certain things. So yes, I'm a family woman. Yes, I like to cook and clean, you know. <laughs> yes, I want kids. And you, you, you <laughs> yes, said it because she said she wanted kids. Right. And exactly. And you get into the relationship right. two months in, you're like, well, I really didn't want Right. And, mm -hmm. and I've seen that so many times, Me right? Too. Right. Where it's like the woman says, yes, I want kids. I get married. She's like, I don't want no kids. Wow, you did no. not just trap him. Yeah, right? no, in that listen, way. Yeah. the amount of men that get trapped nowadays at the, listen, the amount of men that get trapped, and I'm not trying to bash on our women, but honestly, we're just not as transparent as we can so be true. sometimes. Yeah. We really need to be more open. And as you were talking, Lateris, I was thinking about like just he who finds a wife. When, you, when you're really focused on friendship, you're able to find your wife and yeah. identify her better. Yes. And I think that too often, again, when we, put the focus on that destination, mm -hmm. girlfriend, fiance, whatever it is, it super exclusive or extra, extra exclusive, whatever that even means. Right. Um, you know, it's like we have to literally just focus on the friendship part because you focus on the friendship part, then it allows you to really open up and blossom in a way that you Definitely. never really thought that you could yes. instead of putting yourself, putting pressure on yourself. And then there's a lot of manipulation that goes into so, it. Yes, that works. So much manipulation on both ends when it is this whole concept of, okay, now I'm trying to get him to be, for us move from exclusive to us being boyfriend and girlfriend mm -hmm. to fiance. I need to finesse my way into your life, into your bed, into your your family mm -hmm. because of all these different things that I need to do. And that's so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. But a man will 
will successfully find his wife in friendship. Yes. I truly believe that. I, 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 Every single couple that I've seen that has really been successful, mm -hmm. of course, there's some of the misnomers that are like, oh, well, I met her, saw her, and fell in love. Okay, yeah. happy for, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. <laughs> but, like, that's go, not, that's not go, how it always Elsa happens. Your accent. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you want me to say? I'm so happy that you found her and all the things, but I want you to understand that you find her in friendship. That's how it happens, <laughs> period, you know? We have to find people in friendship yeah. honestly so oh yeah and with 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 the manipulation piece i'm glad you said that mm. it, there are so many times you'll ask a question and you've just wasted your breath really <laughs> right because i can i can tell you what you want to hear exactly so <laughs> all people will i had a friend tell me this and he said trillion people will hang themselves i don't mean like literally like suicide yeah. people yeah. will hang themselves don't and, and this is a guy telling me this uh, so ladies if you are out there if you do not have solid male friends who do not want you yeah. and they just they have pure intentions you are missing out on some key information Listen, right mm -hmm. and so he was one of those guys and he he i was telling him what had happened and he was like you were trying to save him Right. He was like, don't say like he will hang himself. He will tell you I, I, I'm, I'm here to waste your time. I'm here just to get what I want. And yeah. once I get it and you are if you're a convenience, well, hey, I'm going to drop them breadcrumbs. And mm -hmm. that's all you're going to get. Yeah. Right. All you have to do is just watch. Right. And you may not get all of that in the first date. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So it's like open up your eyes and watch. The, the person will tell you what you need. So how? I want you to break that down as a kindergartner. I want you to say, how do you watch? How do you yeah. listen? Yeah. Um, because a lot of times uh, women, they listen and like you can tell, uh, it was this, this, this text thread that went viral on black marriage movement. Mm -hmm. And we were on the live uh, the other day discussing it. And the guy said, she said, what are we? He said, what do you mean? She said, he said, what are we? Like, what are we doing? He said, I mean, we friends, oh, you know? Yeah. And she said, so I have sex with you. I mm. cook for you. I clean your, uh, I wash your clothes mm. and we're just friends. He was like, but I never told you to do any of those things. Come on. And then, Ooh, then she said, good. and then she said, but I mean, but is, do you call that friends? He said, yes, I yeah. call that friends. Absolutely. <laughs> How do we define friendship? <laughs> all of that is a friend. <laughs> she said, well, I'm giving my body to you and I'm doing this. And I'm, he said, listen, uh, uh, and then she started getting mad at him in the text. And he said, listen, no one will ever side with you in this. I told you what it was. It is what it is. And, uh, and she was like, you're, 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 you're evil or whatever. Mm. He said, no, no, I'm the kindest person you'll ever met exactly. that you'll ever meet because most guys would have never been honest with Ooh, you. That's true. Even right Come now on. telling you, they would have just kept stringing you along, having sex yep. with you, feeding you what you want to hear. I'm telling you. And then she made some other little comment to him and he said, well, um, I'll just send you an invitation to my wedding. <laughs> and, right. And, yeah. And she's hurt. Like, right. Yeah. So they had this long conversation and whatnot. And, um, um, people, most people sided with him. Majority of people sided with him. But yeah. then some people was like, well, he's wrong because he knew that most women, when they give their body to you, they're no. wanting a relationship. And I said, no, I've met women that be like, no, mm -hmm. we just having sex. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. That's not his responsibility to rescue her emotions. Yeah. That was for her to manage. And I think too often we're, we're, we give people things again, manipulation 
in hopes that they're going to then say, hey, you are my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. And like, just just stop. Oh, it. She said that in the text. She said, I was hoping that me doing these things. Yeah, that's you her would problem. Make you that is right. her problem. Choose yeah. me as a girl. He was he was exactly right. I will send you an invitation to my wedding, because at the end of the day, if you have to uncover yourself just to see if you're going to possibly have me as a boyfriend, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So like he definitely needed to fire her and keep it moving and find the next girl. Right. I think I think we are, as you said, I'm not responsible for your emotions. I am responsible to you, though. If mm -hmm. if we've built that level of friendship, right, or because it was six months, six yeah, months that's situation. a long time. So now I'm not responsible for how you feel, but six months. I'm responsible to you, meaning I should honor and respect you enough. That if I sense you feel this is something more than what I think it I is, I'm going to tell you. Right. And I would do it with guys. If, if I recognize a guy is really feeling me a little bit more than I'm feeling him, I would be up front. And the only, I didn't used to do this. The only reason I do it is because I've been on the receiving end of yeah. well, what, if I, what do you mean this is not more than what? Yeah. Right. And so it's now it's, hey, I noticed you're putting in effort. I really like your effort. I just want you to know I'm not in that space right now to move forward with That's you. Good. Right. Being That's honest. Good. Right. And yeah. one time my nephew going back to the when he said I didn't ask you for all that. My nephew, you can learn so much from kids. He said he was, uh, he's eight years old. His, his dad, my brother, uh, had, you know, got, we were at the restaurant. He, my dad, or his dad, ordered him some food. We had just eaten maybe two hours ago, right? So he wasn't really that hungry, but his dad still ordered the food. Food came out. Of course, he didn't eat it, nibbled on it. And so, you know, my brother, his dad was like, you know, you know, raising money. Why aren't you eating the food? Blah, blah, blah. And the, the, the kid, my nephew said, well, I didn't ask you for it. And at first I'm like... Ooh, that's kind of, you know, you've been a little disrespectful. But then I thought, I was like, he didn't ask for it. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask for the food. So how do we get upset at somebody for not honoring what we're giving and they didn't ask? For I would love for you to honor it, but I can't get upset with you, especially if you didn't ask for that's it. Right. That's right. Good. And you said, how do we, how you, the question before we talked about that, you said, um, well, how, like, how do you, you said some women will go in, like, how do you do that? Right. How yeah. do you just listen? How do you be with the person? Uh, the one with the issue of blood, right? Jesus said, who touched me? Mm -hmm. And of course, the disciples were like, well, oh, Jesus, everybody touching you. <laughs> you know, I would have loved to be a disciple back then. I probably would have been like one of the ignorant ones too. I'm like, hello, God. Like, everybody, you know. How did he know someone touched him? Virtue, felt, power yeah, came out of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how do you ask questions? How do you vibe with the person? How do you get to know a person without asking certain questions? What leaves you when you're in their presence? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I am drained, if I feel depressed, if I feel anxious mm -hmm. after I've left your presence, I don't care how, how much we laughed. There you go. Right? If once I walk out of that door, I now feel drained, then there's something wrong with that. That's now, if, if, if I feel oh, like, wow, like I, I leave, I feel encouraged, I feel motivated, I want to go work on my business, I want to make sure, yes. you know, I'm still, you know, growing in my relationship with God, then that's the person I want to be around. That's Absolutely. good. Yeah. That's good. Absolutely. That's good. I need that to just sink in because that's powerful because what I hear from a lot of my female friends when they feel this heavy oppression, they feel it's their responsibility mm -hmm. to help him. Oh, no, he no, no. He needs me. He's, <laughs> no. so, he's so depressed. He's so negative. Yeah. He just needs a good woman to go help him. Send him to us. Yeah, <laughs> send him to the therapist. Here's the thing. The <laughs> Bible told, told that, um, says that 
God made a helpmate mm-hmm. for him, not a helper. Yeah. They're two completely different things. Talk about right? it. Also and so a helpmate is a person who comes and essentially is on your team. A helper is someone who's supposed to lift you up from something that's mm-hmm. deep, right? Yeah. And so too often, a lot of women come into these relationships and they become helpers to their partners versus helpmates, which is more of a partnership and a teammate with a person. And so we have to stop as women going into these relationships. you got to learn how to exit stage left, man. Yeah. Like when you find yourself talking a person and you realize like you know what this is really not going to go well it's not your job to then go okay well you're in my pet project mm-hmm. like you're no, not no, my no. pet project we're not going to do that this is not science class and you got to <laughs> let them go keep it moving right so right. listen I really think that that movie Frozen and the name Elsa Ooh, came yes. at the right time because let me tell you letting go is such a really really easy mm-hmm. thing for me I to do it. and I wish that more people really knew the art of letting go and releasing because what happens is that when you trap someone and you put someone in a place where they're not supposed to be no one else gets the opportunity to get to know them because now they're committed to you Mm -hmm. now they're spending time with you when Mm. you could have just maybe had a specific experience that you're supposed to have and then moved on we are now trying to play whatever games it is to see if things are going to work out in the future and it's like nah Mm -hmm. keep it moving right be a helpmate not a helper helpers are what counselors do Mm -hmm. and whatever else whatever people do it's just be a helpmate so how do you see what happens with a lot of people is that well first of all you have when the dating pool isn't as plentiful and bountiful (laughs) and they get they finally get somebody that's interested in them then they go well Mm -hmm. what's the difference in being that ride or die chick that's going to (laughs) help build them and be there for them instead of letting them go early um i had a conversation with a friend a couple of days ago and she said I felt like I gave up too early. Mm, yeah. So then how how do you process that to say to said person, I felt like I gave up too early versus, you know, um, I want him ready made and mm-hmm. all my prayers that I had, I want him to check off all the boxes of my prayer requests versus, okay, some of these foundational things he's lacking, but maybe I can help encourage him and build him up. You got to ask yourself, is this my assignment? Right. Too often, we're not going to God and asking if that's our assignment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, I don't think that God is going to necessarily make a man your assignment. He's going to allow you to kind of watch him flourish. Right. And even the same thing with with women. Um, I believe that if something is really, truly meant for you, it is going to come back around no matter what. You're not going to miss out on love. I think that because of the generation that we are in where it's everything's got to be microwave, got to be done so quickly. We feel as though there's that FOMO, that fear of missing out. You're not going to miss out on anything. If that person's truly supposed to be yours at some point in time, surely they'll come back. What you can do is step back and watch them kind of weather through whatever storms they need to weather. Mm -hmm. And then you can come and step in when you're supposed to not saying that you completely desert them. You still check up on them. Hey, just want to make sure you're okay. You know, I know that you were struggling with such and such, you know, um, how are you doing now? Have, have things changed at all? Right. You check on them from time to time, but you don't have to necessarily be there within the struggle with people. Because what happens is when you're in the struggle with someone and you end up essentially kind of lifting them up, you start to feel as though they're your responsibility, that you're the one who got them out of that. That 
pride thing steps in the way and it's like well how dare i let go of this thing that i helped bring up right it's when i hear people who are like well when i met him he was only doing blah 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 and now he's <laughs> he's making six figures how dare i right. leave him no you might need to leave him because well, my reparation he, right you gonna ask, right, gonna well, ask my for reparations, reparations just because you helped make the guy come but maybe you prepared him for the next person that he was exactly. supposed to be with and yeah. sometimes you got to wash your hands clean and let them keep it moving mm -hmm. i remember one time i was uh this was back when i lived in nashville i was sitting in the parking lot at target i was i remember where i was seated i was crying bawling my eyes out and uh i had just another relationship had just ended and so i, I had gotten so sick of meeting someone falling for them you know because when i fall like i'm all in i'm like mm -hmm. hey like we in this thing right right right, right cool yeah. okay cool and so uh, but a relationship had just failed. Maybe it lasted three months or so. And there had been kind of a, a time period where I would meet someone. Maybe we would go on two dates. I really was like, dang, like I really like him. But then like it would fall out in some kind of way. Maybe this guy was three months, two months. And I was like, God, like I'm a pretty solid person. Like, I don't know if you recognize, but I'm a pretty solid person. And so I was like, why? Why does this keep happening? Right. And out of my pain, you know, I just really heard God saying, what if this is not about you? Mm -hmm. Right. What if this is not about you? What if I am bringing these guys into your life because I need you to help them? I'm going to I'm going to use you to teach them. But again, going back to the selfishness so often when we meet somebody, it's well, what you going to give me. Yes. Right? right. Rather than the two questions I ask, a, not ask a guy, I ask myself when I meet a guy, it's. What am I here to teach you? Again, I don't. I, I don't say this. Because you said that what earlier, I and I was about to ask you why you say yes, the teaching thing. Because I used to. Because again, when God just told me, trillion, this is not always about. So many times we take things so personal. Yeah. Well, right. he, he's not being intentional. Boo, he wasn't intentional with the last five women. So <laughs> not it's, intentional with himself. He's not, exactly. <laughs> with and I asked a guy once. I was like, I just need clarity. He's like, trillion, I can't give myself clarity. <laughs> right. And he was true. He was being he truthful. Was like, okay. I don't even know. Oh <laughs> he's like, God. I'm just here. I'll just, I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so now it's it's a matter of I just got here. <laughs> just got here. I don't even know. <laughs> I was like, Lord oh, have mercy. Man. I'm like, let me give you grace because you a little slow too. <laughs> you need grace. Give us grace. grace, which oh. we don't do. But now, said, which we don't do, <laughs> which we don't do. But I used to, I used to be the one, the woman who says. Who was all in? I'm like, no, nah, because I'm a helper. I'm like, I help you. I'm also a leader. He's a little passive. It's all right. Who like, we, got we got this, right? So for <laughs> the, the for the women leaders who find those men, and you're like, what's well, okay? No, that's not what you want. So don't settle for that. No. But now I, I just ask. I realize, and it helps me when I'm when I'm like dating a gentleman. It's wow, like this is an opportunity for me to learn. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for me to teach. And you'll know what to teach by by the things that he says. He'll If he opens up, he'll share maybe some of his pain points. Maybe it's not that deep. Um, and you'll realize, one question to ask, if you want to ask a question, maybe the question is not to a guy, it's to God. It's why am I here? Mm. Right. That's good. Right? Mm, why am i here i crawl i don't believe in coincidences mm -hmm. yes. i've crossed your path for a reason mm -hmm. i've crossed his path for a reason god why am i here absolutely what would you like to teach me what would you like me to teach him now he can be a lifelong professor and you guys are now exactly. married or it's mentorship yeah. or what have you or he's it's just a semester yeah but when you when you look at it from that perspective when it's time to let go you'll let go exactly because you're like my semester is up there you go. And right? you have to be careful about how much you invest because a lot yeah. of times people will invest in the hope yes. of what they believe the end result or outcome is, yes. which we talked about and be like, no, because 
that's my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't start speaking stuff like that. Come on, uh, let 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 that be revealed. Mm-hmm. And on my podcast at the very beginning, first episode, I say I'm on a journey to discover uncover and recover love people mm-hmm. don't understand what i really mean by that this is a for real journey mm-hmm. so i treat everything as a journey yeah. i treat every interaction as a journey i treat uh um anytime i go on a date and sit across the table from mm-hmm. you as a journey to get to know you mm-hmm. and a lot of times it'd be people i'm like oh, okay well let me connect you to this person mm-hmm. that's the reason why the way i live my life i have no qualms about introducing oh yeah. uh, uh somebody that was a quote unquote potential mm-hmm. with one of my friends. That's it good. don't matter. I like mm-hmm. I ain't smash anyway, so it, it don't it don't right, matter. Right. So right. and and we take it too personal. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like, well, I mean Hold on, you went on a date with her? We just sat across the table and ate food. Right, right. You Listen, know? that's a whole other topic of conversation yeah. because some people get in their feelings mm. about stuff like that. I don't even care about, to be you? honest with you, I don't even care. I'm on a different level. I don't even care if a dude that I, I was friends, you know, one of my friends had sex with the girl mm-hmm. back in the day. I don't care. It does not matter. Because I don't care about your past that much to affect our future. Come on. Because I know that if, if you're the person that God brought into my life yeah. to do Death to death do we part. Yes. Mm-hmm. The guy knew you smashed my homeboy <laughs> 10 years ago anyway. It don't matter. You know right. what I'm saying? It just don't matter like that. Right. And then guys was like, I had one of my homeboys try to introduce me to his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so I think y'all be great together. <laughs> and so I was like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> like, you know, I was like, what are you talking about? No, I'm just. That's maturity. Yeah, he called me out the blue and said, you know what? I'm thinking, you know who would be great for you? I said, who? He named her. He named, he named and I was like, who is that? He said, my ex. I said, why would I want your ex? <laughs> and then he said, because y'all be great together. I mm-hmm. said, why would I want somebody that you done had? He said, every woman that you get has been has had by somebody else. Come on. And I said, let's right. talk the truth now. Well, I don't want to know them. You know <laughs> I don't so, want to know that you had her. I, I don't even know it. But it's all based on pride oh, and yeah. ego. And that's because I said, because my ego was, I don't want him being able to be sitting there mm-hmm. looking across and be like, y'all done hit that before. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it really don't <laughs> it mean does nothing. Not because matter. the truth be told, what I've always said, call it arrogance or call it divine assignment and appointment. Who you, if you smashed the woman that God brought in my life, you've never smashed who I have. Come on. You you, 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 you had sex with somebody back then, but who I have. There you go. Put her name Mm. 3.0 at the end, and you haven't even had the experience of Mm -hmm. what the the infusion that I'm going to have in her life from a spiritual, financial, psychological, physical standpoint. It's going to be a whole new person. Come on. And you will not even be able to testify about having her. Oh, wow. And so call it a arrogant situation like or call it divine assignment I just don't care mm-hmm. I'd be like oh yeah no you had it that was a past you don't even know <laughs> that was back right then now. that was back then you don't even, right. you don't even know her right <laughs> that now that was Amazon 1.0 <laughs> <laughs> right. they were only selling books right back in the basement we're in space we're in space now yeah we're out of space right now we're taking trips you know and so that's the that's the reality and so yeah. that's why I have to remove a person's past away from your purpose mm. because if you use their past to prevent you from the purpose that you're supposed to have with yeah. that person Right. then you have counseled out God's good thing mm-hmm. because the Bible says he who finds the wife find a good thing that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying I'm not looking for a girlfriend mm-hmm. I don't want no girlfriend now we was the girlfriend and boyfriend and that may be a little personal for me I'd be like oh you done had sex my, my home <laughs> you're you my wife I don't care about that mm-hmm. right. because I know that your divine assignment in our life is about the purpose that God wants to fulfill by our uh, our nuptials yeah. and so that's what I'm about on so what about the, so how deep right then do you go 
of asking questions about their past. Right? Oh, so I ask questions. We talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I always say I want to be the smartest one in the room and I want her to be the smartest one in the room. Mm-hmm. So good. if you're ever in an environment with me, I want her to be like, is that the girl that you told me before that, mm-hmm. you, that you had sex with? Yeah, I had sex mm-hmm. with her before. Oh, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> she's, she's not as cute as I thought she was mm-hmm. when I thought about it. Like, yeah, you know, she had a hard life in the last five years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we just, we just joke or whatever and it's no big deal. And she That's said, really good. Yeah, and be like, oh, is that the dude that you were? Yeah, that was the ex-boyfriend. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, he cool. He really cool. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I because it's your past. I can't think about it. I'm 43 years old. So at my age... You meet somebody in their 30s on up. They had 30 years of existence plus mm-hmm. before they ever knew my name. Right. Come on. So why am I hold you accountable for what you didn't know before? That's, right. that's childish. And But the thing about it is I always say the way you make love to me is through transparency. Mm-hmm. And so I say honesty is telling me the truth when asked a question. Transparency is telling me what I don't even know to ask. Exactly. So don't let me be stupid. Don't, mm-hmm. don't let your best friend, you call your best friend somebody you done smashed and I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, y'all been having sex, y'all be having sex all this time. But if it's like we understand, oh yeah, we did this. What? Oh, okay, well, cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't care no more. No, I love that about you. Um, and the fact that it, it essentially uncovers love. It really, really does because too often we're trying to hide so much about us because we think that if we put things out there, mm-hmm. it's going to make us unlovable. But yes. I actually think that the level of transparency that we go into actually attracts the partner that you were supposed to have. And that's what I'm talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people don't, they don't realize that it's like, no, you want to be upfront and honest with people. And people know some of my past. Listen, your girl used to be out there in the street mm-hmm. streets, yeah. like for real, literally, you know? Yeah. And so if a man is insecure I want to know up front if it's going to be a problem for him that I had that past lifestyle. I need to be able to know that, you know, he's going to feel some kind of way if one of the however many hundreds, I'm just playing that. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Um, However many people were out there in these streets um, that I kind of hung out with, you know, I want him to be able to to let me know up front if that's going to be a problem because I'm not going to be able to be able to fix your insecurities. No, you can't. What I want to be able to know is can you love all of the things that have gone wrong with me or things that have built me into the person that I am today. And the best way I can do that is by being upfront and honest with you and not leaving anything on the table, Mm -hmm. you know, because we, we say we want someone to love us as Christ. Well, that's what Christ does. Exactly. We don't hide nothing from him. We're naked and unashamed. And we say, hey, God, this is me. Mm-hmm. This is my scars. This is yeah. my past. And God said, oh, I love you anyway, Terrace. Exactly. Let me use you in spite of all that. Right. Uh, but when we connect to the person that we say, are, you know, we want to marry or whatnot, we like, I don't want to tell them that because they don't want to marry me. Mm-hmm. Well, the devil will take that thing that you're afraid to reveal and he will expose it later on when the, when the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. So now you're married mm-hmm. and then the dude be like, so why you never told me that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. like, that was in my past. It didn't matter. Well, it matters to me. Instead of saying, Hey, me, I, I, I call it the weeding out process. Yes. You're going to mm-hmm. know my story. You're going right. to know my past. Mm-hmm. You're going to know. I t- shoot, I shared on my podcast. I talk about this mm-hmm. one lady hit me up. Uh, uh, I guess that was a week ago. She said, why do you, you need to get healed because you always talk about uh, the fact that you cheated on your wife. I said, that mm-hmm. is my healing. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. while I was doing the, the dirt, no one knew. Mm-hmm. So that was, I said, God can't heal what you won't reveal. Yeah, so right. what you get a chance to hear is the healing phase. Like, exactly. I just, I just think you need to just let that go. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm like, no, because the reality is and the reason why I bring it up 
um, and I bring it up quite often in some of these episodes, is because I don't know what brother is going, which episode that brother is going to mm-hmm. watch. Right. And so when um, I've had a lot of men reach out to me, so a lot of women don't know the reason why I do share that. I had men reach out to me and they'll hear me say something about that mm-hmm. and, and talk about that. And they'll go, they'll DM me and be like, I'm with my mistress right now. And that episode just convicted me. Wow. How do I get out of this? Wow. Yeah. And I'll begin to minister to them and, 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 and talk to them and they'll go back and start repairing their relationship. You got to be honest. Don't just, don't, mm-hmm. don't go lay back with your wife and act like you didn't have that like story. Nothing happened, no, right. no, you'd be like, Hey, isn't bad. Don't ask me no questions. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I ask you every single question mm-hmm. as uncomfortable as it may be. Let her ask because when she takes you back, you want her to take you back right. come on not yeah. some representative not some false narrative that you've given her yeah. you say this is this is this is everything yeah and when she embraces you after knowing your full truth mm-hmm. you're gonna have this safety in her you're gonna have this something's gonna be beautiful right. that's gonna blossom from your relationship mm-hmm. or she may say hey that's too much i don't <laughs> right. i don't want you no more deuces, deuces. and be okay with that <laughs> be okay with us saying deuces yeah. because now you got free mm-hmm. and the right. freedom is for you yeah and you can move on. Yeah. I remember God once telling me um, your your story or the greatest gift you can give someone is your story wrapped up in a newspaper. Mm. And mm. I was like, mm. your story wrapped up in a newspaper, mm, wrapped up in a newspaper. Uh, I didn't really like that because I was like, you about to have me tell some stuff. I don't want to tell nobody. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. But when you're transparent and you're vulnerable, right, you're giving them a gift. Right. Right. And also what you're when you give me that gift, let's say if we you and I were dating, when you give me that gift of your story, that lets me know how to handle. Right. So this is I know how to handle the package Mm -hmm. because now I know what your triggers are. Sometimes people will ask, they'll know your past and then they'll use it against you and they'll Mm -hmm. hit below the belt. They're like, well, that's why your last. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. We don't do that, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we do. Uh, so it's That's like, don't be petty when you get the information. So if you're asking about the past, right, try to use it um, to recognize, well, this is their trigger, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the last three people they were with cheated on them. Yeah. And so when I don't respond to their text messages within two hours, maybe that's a trigger. A trigger. There you go. So maybe yeah. I'll say, hey, babe, again, yeah. in therapy, we call it borrowing trust. There are times where some some person might say, "Well, I ain't finna do that. I should not text you every. You know, I should not have to respond every. You maybe you shouldn't have. But if you love that person and you realize they are really trying to trust you, yes. help them by giving them borrowed trust, which means, hey, babe, um, I'm going to be in this meeting for two and a half Good. hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if you text me, just know that's where I am. I will text you back when I get. Eventually, they should get to the point where they can now trust you. Right, right. That's but good. you won't know that because they may just get mad at you, like, well, why you respond? And you may flip out, not realizing. Well, the last time their husband was cheating, and and he didn't respond for five hours, and that's yep. why she's flipping. And not because she's crazy, mm-hmm. but because she's triggered. Right, right. So right. being sensitive to that as well when you get that information. Yeah, I think we end up dismissing a lot of people yes. who really just needed that borrowed trust, yeah. who just really needed someone to be able to be available to mm-hmm. hearing their story and hearing whatever it is um, situation that they went through, and then you allowing them the grace enough to say. Yes. Maybe this is a trigger for them. This mm-hmm. is something that they're not comfortable with and whatever. We just need to give people more of a benefit of the doubt, especially on dates and when we're asking them questions. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, like, um, what are some questions, the, especially when you're dating with intentionality? Now, we talked about uh, friendship being established at the very beginning. But how do you not waste your time? Yeah. I like, how do you not I waste like, your time? I like to ask questions that... Um, or about their values, 
right? So I can say, well, do you like to hike, right? Do you, okay, that's fine, okay. Some of that stuff, like that's surfacey, right? Let's right. go a little bit deeper. The one thing that is not gonna change for the most part is a person's values and moral. 100%. There you go. Right? And so for me, those are non-negotiables. All that, do you like to hike or do you like to, okay, whatever. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you want them to have their own life. Exactly, have your own I, life. I, I, I don't want, want to hike, go, you know? Go, 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 go hike go with I, your friends. Exactly. <laughs> right? You know? But questions I like to ask is, you know, tell me about your relationship with Jesus. How would you describe your relationship with him? And if they're like, you know what, well, we cool. Yeah, we cool. I'm like, but what does cool actually look what, like to what you? Does that look like? you know? I mean, I'm just saying, like, I grew up you know, in church. I, church here now, man. You know, I don't really do that. Like, right. Really and like so that, right? for me, I would automatically, I wouldn't completely ditch him because, again, why am I here, God? Yeah. So either I'm here to evangelize a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll just put him in the category that says, for right now, this is not going anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because spiritually, I really need We're a man who can lead me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's. Family, right? Tell me about your family. Tell me about your relationship with God. What do you think about tithing, right? I'm like, oh, I was listening to this sermon. And I, I say <laughs> things to then see how, because I said, I was like, yeah, God told me. He was like, God told you. I was like, next. Right. Right. Because I don't, I, I shouldn't have to explain. No, it's not trillion. This is God. That's not what I mean. <laughs> the, the, the fact that I have to <laughs> explain what I mean when I say God told me. That's <laughs> a problem. Let me know. This is not going to work. I know how you communicate with God. Right. I'm like, well, how, do, how does he talk? Tell me how he talks to you. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, what? I, mean, I, don't, I don't really talk. You know, I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. <laughs> he said, I don't believe yeah, that's it. how you dismiss them. You got to start learning exactly. how to categorize people, too. Exactly. Like you were saying, you got to, when you ask those questions, like I said, I, I focus on family, faith, future, friends, and finances, right? Yeah. So if I was talking about, like, for example, friends, like, because I, re I really want to know who are your people. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, family and friendship is very important to me. And yeah. if I'm yeah. going to be married into whatever it is that you have, I didn't know what your systems and your dynamics with your yeah. friends are. And so I always want to know, hey, what was, tell me a good memory that you had with you and your dad growing up. Mm -hmm. What was it like going to Christmas with your, with your grandparents, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's, again, still family. So, what do your friends do during the summer? Because a lot of singles, they have a lot of plans during the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, what would a game night look like for you and your friends? Yeah. What are some good things that you guys like to play? I, I want to know, does he like board games? Does he not like board games? Because I like board games, and I want to make sure that this is a, do you like to sing karaoke? Like, that's yeah. a huge deal for me. Do you like singing? Do yeah, you like yeah, whatever? Yeah, Elsa's so, always trying to make me put on uh, listen, karaoke night. But nights. can you sing Let It Go for yeah. us real quick? <laughs> no! <laughs> I used to do these karaoke um, game nights um, on New Year's Day, and or I'll just do a random one. I was mm -hmm. like, "Hey, let's let, let's hang out." And so Elsa, that's how I met Elsa. I was on a live on Facebook, and I just went live for a moment. We was doing karaoke. Rihanna was there. Uh, Rihanna's the one that's uh, what, what'd you say? Your official uh, technical <laughs> director. She's my technical director over there. And so um, I was. I went live, and I said, "Hey." Whoever want to come, just come. Google. It was my, virtual. No, it was, oh, it was oh, here. Okay. It was twenty nineteen. Yeah. This is this before COVID, and so I went live on Facebook. I said, "If y'all want to come, Google my my studio and come." And Elsa just she came. It was probably about and that was eleven o'clock so at night. Me. And she just showed up, right. and I was like, "Hey, what's, what's your name?" Right. <laughs> and she just came in, and we just fit in. And she got up on the microphone because she can sing. A lot of people don't know she can blow, hey. so she's singing. And uh, beautiful <laughs> moment. Then everybody started leaving around two o'clock, 
Elsa and a couple of other my friends just stayed there and then we went into worship. Mm. We worshiped till like wow. three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Wow. We it was just crazy. sat up here and worshiped. Mm-hmm. I went and found we got on YouTube, started putting up worship songs, and we just sat there and just started worshiping oh, God. Wow. It was the most amazing thing. But that's how I met that's how you I You know met what's Elsa. interesting? Imagine a moment like that where a woman would have missed, let's say there was a girl who was cause I, I paid it. You know, I be paying attention to everything because there yeah. were some girls in here that were like, they were trying to, they, hey, no let me see if Latez is going to notice that my what? booty is popping. You know, <laughs> I want to see if he can see that I am shimming right now. You know, like there, you got the ones that are that were really here with intentions, right? Right. And so, but they would miss the fact that like you actually are a worshiper. Yes. And what I loved, if I was collecting data on you during that time, I was like, he's got some dope friends, like. Yeah. Your friends are just so cool. They love to have fun. The ambiance is great. Everyone's very light. They were hilarious. And I'm a person who's typically very serious. And when you can get me to laugh, that's Mm -hmm. a huge deal. Because I'm typically very close. Like, who are you? What are you doing? Like, (laughs) get to business and let's move. Because I don't have five seconds to waste here. You know, like, that's why I don't go on dates. Because I'll be like, okay. It's officially been 35 minutes and they still have not said anything interesting. I could have been doing such and such and such, you know. Um, But no, if I was collecting data on him, I would have gotten to see one. He's yes. a worshiper. He loves to sing. He loves to have fun. Mm-hmm. And and we get we can again if we go back to the friendship part. Yes. If you just stuck to being a person's friend, you, learn so you would more. learn so much more yeah. than going out on these dates. And if if mm-hmm. I can encourage any lady with anything, mm-hmm. go sit at his feet or by his side and just be his friend for a little while. Yeah. You'll, you'll learn so much. That's so good. And you'll find out whether or not you want to date him. Exactly. She like, I don't even like, like you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You'd be like, but there was a time, I, I can tell you, there was a guy I had like the the, the maddest crush on. And I, like it seemed like the doors kept closing, kept closing. I finally had an opportunity to date him. And I was like, I don't even like this dude. And I was <laughs> like, I tried to tell you. That's why I was walking the door. But listen. But, but I gave it to you so that you can see what you think you want is not what you really need. Come on. Right? Come on. What you really need. Right? And so there's times where we hate to like do like the dates with the friends. I'm like, no, go on dates with his friends so you mm-hmm. can see, do you want to hang out with him and yes. his friends at times? Yeah, I'm sure if you guys are married, he'll just hang out alone. But it's, not 24 7 not <laughs> not 365 days so it's do do you have company that i even care to keep there come it is. on right do you have company that i even care to keep yeah mm-hmm. and if the answer is no that's going to tell me a lot about you too right so if he had you know if it turned to like a kind of a ratchet kind of a twerk <laughs> no offense <laughs> i'm like do whatever <laughs> but the fact that you had your friends are also worshipers that's and that's who you are yeah. it then led into a worship service rather than a let's yeah. twerk service which I'm, I'm not against twerking but twerking is great in the in the bedroom yeah okay? <laughs> listen hey listen ladies you gotta sometimes you just gotta get your twerk on that is interesting a lot of people always um commend me on my friends because i have i i select my friends we yeah. we have really good ain't no egos around it's different people from different economic mm-hmm. Le- uh, mm-hmm. economic levels and all that uh but it's not we don't care about all that we just like people so yeah. just like when you walked in rihanna she's been my friend how long have we been friends about 20 years yeah, about twenty plus years. Oh wow! And so she ain't gonna be acting all funny, y'all. Mm-hmm. Be hey, what's up? What's your name? My name's Sessa. It's like it's not gonna be all this snooty stuff. We we just don't. <laughs> and a lot of my friends are in in the arts. So people that are in the arts, they already have a different type of personality. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so they're more open and fun and. 
we will bust into an improv in a minute mm-hmm. and just start playing characters. And so, so that's 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 a, a an important key point is to watch people's friends mm-hmm. because right. those are the people that have the most influence on them. Mm-hmm. And when you have an issue with said love interest, and if they friends are not. <laughs> <laughs> The best people with advice, they be like, girl, you need to go holler at Tyrone anyway, because uh, I never even liked <laughs> yeah. him anyway. You start be like, yeah. dang, I'm trying to make it work with this yeah, dude or whatever. Yeah. He ain't, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. What, you need, see, what you need to do, you need, uh, what this lady say, you need a such and such and a spare. This, this, it's some saying that one of my homegirls said her sister taught her <laughs> a something and a spare. Basically mm-hmm. taught her that you always got to have another guy on the side. No. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, so if your healthy. family isn't telling you that. Yeah. Keep him, but always have another dude. <laughs> then you like, oh no. I was so there was this guy I dated, and you know he immediately went on the chopping block. He was on the phone with his friend who was married, and so I'm just sitting there, you know, minding my own business. But his friend had just cheated, and his wife found out, and the guy. Was house, alibi? I was over. Hmm? I thought you would make him his alibi. No, no, no. Shoot. But so the the husband who was in the middle of the cheating and the wife just found out. He was trying to like, man, what do I do? The guy that I was dating, he was like, man, you just got to nip it in the butt. Stop having her search. Don't. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Stop fact, having her what? Like, because she was like searching. She was digging. She was asking a lot of questions. And the guy was saying, you got to nip that in the butt. You got to tell her to stop asking you so many questions. <laughs> and I'm over there like packing my bag. Yeah, like, goodbye. That's a like, no for me. You're telling him. <laughs> how to get away with murder and oh, no. i'm just sitting there listening like so basically that's gonna be me in like a couple Five months years. yeah whenever however like, long it's gonna hold, be hold no. On, hold on. no no we don't do that don't you be going through my stuff i was like well don't be going through my stuff don't be asking me questions i i didn't cheat on you all right now leave me alone don't ask me again. yeah he was like no he's like you gotta stop you gotta stop answering her, her questions blah 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 no i'm and i Everything in me wanted to yell out, "Don't listen to this man! You're gonna lose your wife!" And I was gonna walk out. Me, listen, right? I but I was like screaming at him in a heartbeat. And I, I, I was looking at him like, "You did not just tell this that." Oh, that's your advice? Oh God, have mercy! And what that shows me that tells me your that shows me your thought process. One hundred percent. That you're deceitful, right? You know, exactly. in, in that. You know, the other thing <laughs> you're is gonna, you're gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat on you and. One point five months. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, and really listen, these nothing. streets, people <laughs> cheating in these streets is really, really terrible too. But um, the other thing I really focus on is the future, right? Because I really want to. At the end of the day, where are we going? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's really what the question you're trying to ask when you collect data is: Where are we going? Mm-hmm. And so you have to think about future focus questions, right? And I know for me, I we talked a little bit about this on the live. I know I desire kids, right? Or I would love to have kids. So I need to know, like, do you see kids in your future, yes. right? Do you see business in your future? Like, what would it look like for you yeah. to, if I ask a guy, for example, if you could build any business, you know, what business would mm-hmm. you build? Yeah. And so maybe it's a dream that he had when he was five years old of That's something good. that he wanted to do, but he just hasn't met his helpmate yet to actually build that thing. Mm-hmm. And so if I know that when you were five, you dreamt of, you know, going in and, you know, starting some sort of solar system thing mm-hmm. in Africa, then I'm like, you know what? As a couple, I have a passion for missions in Africa. Mm-hmm. And good. I can see how yeah, my good. life would actually fit in this because, Definitely. okay, we're both entrepreneurial minded. Maybe your dream is dormant, but I still have mm-hmm. this thing and this breath that's alive and I can come yeah. and help you get to that place. And so a lot of the times you really have to start to ask yourself, okay, where are we going with this? And yeah. ask those future focused questions about children, about you know their past dreams and the things that they actually want to achieve in the future. Right. Ask them about what they, how they see 
what what lifestyle do you envision yourself living mm -hmm. right yeah. some people just want a meager lifestyle they just want to yeah. be out I, I want to be a stay-at-home wife you know with five yeah. kids and, and cooking dinner for you five days a week mm -hmm. yeah. and that's perfectly fine for them but if that's yeah. not for me mm -hmm. then i'm going to exit stage left because yes. part of my life includes entrepreneurship and travel and doing all these fun things and so if you tell me well i just want to work a nine to five and you know just kind of Listen, baby, you're going to work. This is because your girl loves to travel, okay? What right. we're going to be doing is going places. And if you can't do that and that's not part of what your future looks like, mm -hmm. why are we still talking to each other? Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and try to convince you, well, let me tell you what Barbados looks like. So to see maybe <laughs> you might be interested. Maldives. No, like, no, we're not going to do that. And that's the problem. We try to then mold people into yes. this vision that we have for our future to see if they can fit into something that they never even said that they mm -hmm. wanted to be a part yeah. of. And so and ask just like future that, focus like questions. That kid, your nephew that says, I didn't ask for I this. Asked for that. Sure <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I think sometimes we can, we can tell people, and of course we're talking about asking questions, but there's times where I can tell you exactly what I want and you can just mimic that. Come right? on. Of course I like to travel. You a lie. Like you haven't even been you outside don't of have Dallas. A passport, okay? Exactly. So where, where's so you ain't been outside of Dallas. You ain't been outside of Dallas. Africa is a whole country, you know. Right. That's the one that always gets me when they're like, you know, like I'm going to Africa. What part? What part of, of Africa? It's like saying I'm going to United States. What part of Where? the United States are you going <laughs> to? Just right. make make it make sense. Like that's what we talked about uh, earlier. We were saying uh, talking about intentions. We were yeah. saying, well, with a job interview, you don't oh, say, well, yes. we just gonna go with the flow. We just, you oh, know. Yeah, we said this. <laughs> Hold on, I want to figure out how we get in that conversation because I wanted to talk about that. We were talking about the fact that if you go on a job interview and the the interviewer started asking you a bunch of questions, you never tell them, stop asking me all these doctor questions. <laughs> Listen, right. I just want the benefits. Um, I ain't finna answer all these questions. Right. Don't expect me to show up on time. Don't expect I, me to I show up do on all time. That. I ain't finna be because in, in the relationship, it's like you expect somebody to call because yep. you're mm -hmm. asking, "Hey, this is what I desire." Don't be texting me all the doggone time. Pick up the phone and talk to me. Right? You know. Yeah. And in the job interview, we show up with such intentionality. Mm -hmm. We mm. go, we put, we we dress for the occasion. Yep. We make sure we have our best. We practice and we sit there. Okay, I'm okay. I'm sitting. I'm, <laughs> No, I'm still like that, right? Do I do I cross my arm or do I skip? Because I don't want to look I'm too close. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a, okay, let's see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you are, you will show up. Yes. So perfect, so poised. You're answering every question that they asking you. Uh, you're it's, it's framed and packaged so perfectly. But you get a date dating relationship. It's like why are you asking another question? God, you show sure ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, what 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 is that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you want the benefits of whatever you see in that, whether mm. it's the benefits of the booty mm -hmm. or, or whatever. But you don't want to have to go through all that to mm -hmm. get there. Right. But a job, you say I. I want this job. I'm going to be here. This is my career move. And you show up with intentionality. Right. Mm -hmm. So if a guy says, well, you know, we're just going to see how it flows. And he is an entrepreneur or he's managing and he has an actual job. He's lying. Yeah. When he says, well, I don't like to. You know, I just like to see. He's lying and he's going to mm -hmm. waste your time. Zero intention. Zero intention. I'm going to see what happened. <laughs> what does that mean? You run a whole business. You don't just wait to see what happens. No, you, you plan. Right. You plan for you plan. it, right? Mm -hmm. So so what do you say about that? What about that? So some guys do say, I don't know what this is. Like, what what what'd you say a guy, you say, uh, having clarity or what, what do you see this going? He said, I can't even figure it out for myself. I said, I said, I'm just seeking clarity. I'm like, what is this? And the fact that I have to ask you, what is this? That's a red sign anyways. Exactly. But yeah. me being the type of woman that I am, it's once I've invested, whether it's time, energy, money, I want my return. <laughs> So I'm, I'm getting some out of this. <laughs> 
I need more than dinner. I need something out of this. And so I think that's it. For some women, it is hard. I think we talked earlier about just letting go, right? And it's hard to let go if you've invested. Right. Right? You know, right. I was joking about, you know, well, my 40 acres and a mule. I, but no, I want it. Like, I'm not <laughs> one at all. Because um. <laughs> that is true. Because you feel like you invested it. And you, you've and, invested. So how do you just cut time? You, you cut your losses. We talk about letting go. Yeah. How easy is it to let go? It actually is very easy when you have healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. We don't have healthy boundaries. So when I go into a conversation, if I were to go on a date and I'm getting to know you, my boundary is I'm just getting to know you. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so if I have no other expectations other than getting to know you, there's no reason I should not be able to let go. You know, Um, I, I, a lot of friends, I'm very notorious for this where I'll be talking to a guy and uh, my friends will go, well, what happens to that guy you're talking to? He's not my husband. And they're that's like, good. Elsa, mm-hmm. how do you know that he's not your husband? How do you? He's just not my husband. Well, he was da-da-da. No, I got to know him, started talking mm-hmm. to him. There's some things that I figured out about him that let me know to move on, right? Mm-hmm. I also don't put, like, the cart before the horse. I guess that's how you guys say it, right? Yeah. I know that I'm not going in this expecting him to choose me as his wife. Too many women enter into conversations and dating relationships hoping that they're going to be chosen as somebody's, you know, future wife. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting you to choose me. What I want you to do is to get to know who I am. And as you get to know who I am, you get to uncover all those things about me that other people did not have the privilege to get to know. You get to see some parts about me that are really, really special because I've opened up on a different level of intimacy with you. And so I can cut ties because this was just a get to know you meeting. That's all it was, right? I didn't kiss you, didn't do anything else to try to gain your acceptance or whatever, right? Now, there's sometimes where we we will kiss the person. It's going to feel good, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there are plenty more lips to discover. So (laughs) you have to be okay with letting those lips go and then maybe go and discovering some other ones in the future, right? But don't get married to to people who have not even proposed to you yet, who have Mm -hmm. not even told you that they are actually ready to take that next step. You stop imagining in your mind that you're going to be with this person because they said some amazing things on a date no mm-hmm. right just get to know them and, and, yeah. and step back now if you have gotten emotionally connected to a person it is a little bit harder right because mm-hmm. it's like we have we have formed a bond of some sort mm-hmm. right and so to just completely say cool let it go and and i'm expecting you to just let go with ease that would be erroneous on my end and it would be an error right because i've been there done that not just as a therapist, I, I, I yes, I've seen clients, but also on my end of, of you know how to let go. Showing you got steps one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, let you it know, go. That heart get involved, but you but like, when your heart is involved, there not only are you letting go of the person, you have to let go of what you had in mind. Your exactly, you have to let go of. Dang, I thought this person was my husband. So now the beautiful thing about our brain, the beauty and kind of the downfall. Whatever you imagine, your brain doesn't know if it was real or perceived. Yes. So if you have imagined this person to be your husband right. now your brain is going through a divorce mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, right. and the, imagine and you've been through a divorce yeah. so you know what the 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 severity of that experience is like mm-hmm. right yeah. emotionally mentally spiritually all of that right yeah. you've connected with that person so what i've done right when it comes to severing ties when you don't want to uh, i have to remind myself I am chosen and my husband is chosen already. So if mm-hmm. this person is not with me in this moment, doesn't mean they won't be in the future. Right. I just trust to know, God, you are a good father. 
and you're not going to withhold any good thing from me. Yes. So if this, yes, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing, I mean, equally so. I hope yeah. the man is a good thing as well. Absolutely. I hope it's not a bad thing. <laughs> he who finds a husband finds a bad, a bad thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think God, God ain't that dirty. He ain't dirty at all. He's shady. He's like, like, he's shady guy. Thing. Like, so yeah. he get a good thing. This ain't re reciprocity. <laughs> but trusting that when I let go, because I've seen this this image before where it was a person holding onto a rope and their hand their hand was bleeding mm. and the, the caption just said, sometimes holding on hurts worse than letting go, right? And yes, what you love is important. You guys probably saw the little teddy bear where Jesus is yes. like, got yeah. something for you. And you're like, no, but this is my teddy. This is my boo. I'm not going to yeah. find anything better. COVID people may say, I may not find a nose after this. Listen. So you really, you try to hold on. You're mm -hmm. like, you know, he's, you he's half of a half of a half of a cent, but I'm going to hold on to it. <laughs> half of a half of a half of a cent. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't worth nothing, but, but you're trying to hold on to it, right? So it's remembering your value, mm -hmm. right? When you remember what your value is, he didn't take anything. Sometimes we're like, well, that's a part of me that has left. I understand no. that. But all of you is still present, mm -hmm. right? You're ex the thing that you're letting go of now is memories as well. Yeah. Everything. And up until this point, everything is a memory. Yeah. Right? Even Yes, we're still sitting here. Yeah. But it's just a memory. Yeah. We can never go back to it. So all you have is this, is this present moment. So if there comes a point where it's like, all right, you have to release, you have to let go. Um, it's all about surrender. Right. Our lives are all about surrender and relationships. That's what marriage is. It's surrender means I yield. Mm -hmm. I yield to you. Um, and I'm looking at in even walking across the street and dating. I'm looking at, do I trust you enough to walk across the street and not look both ways? And I didn't, there was a guy I was dating. And I, I some tell you, dating, you get good information from dating. <laughs> I was walking across the street. This was back in the days, you know, when I was like, Miss Independent, whatever, whatever. And I was, we were crossing the street and I was looking left and right, left and right. And he looked at me, he said, you're not ready for a relationship. Mm. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, you don't even trust me to lead you. And, right. That's and so I was good. fighting. I was like, that, no, I just mean, I just want to make sure. But I, I That's so being, being yeah. an introspective woman, I realized he's right. I was mm -hmm. not ready for a man to, to lead me. And he could pick up on that from the way I crossed the street. That's so good. That's good. I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I was like, dang. So now I'm like, okay, I ain't going to look both ways. <laughs> but no, there's times now I don't even think about him. I was dating a, a, a guy after that experience, and I was just running across the street. We were acting like little tourists. Yeah. I was just, I'm like, oh, my God. He was like, trillion. Girl, we run across a busy street. And I just burst out laughing and enjoy it and excitement because I'm like, oh, I just ran across the street, and I didn't look both ways. And that was that sounds kind of silly. But that for me, sense. it's like, That's wow, I've got, mm -hmm. exactly. I'm like, That's wow, I've gotten to the point now where I can trust that's good. Right? I don't have to be my own defender. I, I, I can trust that you are going to look both ways mm -hmm. when we cross the street. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's good. That's a word right there because it's like women really want to get in a place where they don't have to be strong anymore. Yes, that's so that they can rest in you yes. and be like, you got me. Yes. Um, I was talking to a friend one day. He said, I don't want to be strong. Y'all, y'all, this whole thing that these women, I'm yes, a strong sir. black woman. I, I am denouncing strong black woman. I don't want that. No. You know what I'm saying? Do sign me up. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, please take care of me. I want to, hey, come on. I need yeah. a man that's strong. Take care of me. I don't want to be the strong yeah. black woman no more. It's like, I want to uh, be gentle. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you say that because a lot of the times people assume that when you have women who are in power or leadership or independent that we want to we want be, to be that way. No. Like I literally I'm waiting for the day when someone can 
like just order food for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it sounds really silly, but that's a thing that I assess also on dates. Yeah. I want to be able to see, can he just take over? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to anymore yeah. because yeah. when you've had to do it for so long, you want some, to be able to release and finally rest. And so when I go on dates sometimes or hang out with a guy, even guy friends, I'll be like, I'll tell them what I want to eat and I want them to order for me. That's good. And it seems really small and silly, but I I want you to look at, hey, so what did you want? And I just sit there and just wait Mm -hmm. and let them do it, right? And so um, I look forward to the day when I can finally just take the cape off and keep it moving. Well, because what's so good is is training him to listen to your needs. And because if, uh, which is something that as I was talking, I, in the improv, I threw out there about, I forgot you're vegan because mm-hmm. I remember we were just talking about that a while ago and she was about, she said, you need some vegan chips around here. <laughs> and, and, and so in the improv, I was like, I, I chose a steakhouse, but she's, she's vegan. But if you listen to people enough, you, you can start winning points of, mm-hmm. oh, he's a listener. Right. Oh, she's a listener. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the data collection Actually, listen to what someone says. Take that mental note and say, "Hmm, she likes this. Yeah. Hmm, she wears this uh, fragrance. Ooh, she likes this. She talked about how she always wanted to go to this exhibit. Mm-hmm. Take her to the exhibit, yeah. right. and don't let it just be something that goes through one ear and out the other. Right. And you, you know, she's she's. T- if you listen to mm-hmm. people, they're giving you the playbook, which means you have to be present, to- though. Yes, because sometimes right? you be they be talking, be like, oh yeah, well, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's-. and they'll they'll ask you a question. I'm like. You asked me that two days ago. You asked me that already. Yes, yes. Oh, man, you know, I was like, you know, I didn't know if I... No, you just weren't paying attention. That's, that's, that's... You weren't paying attention when I gave you the answer. Exactly. Right. Well, listen, man, we could talk all day about this. I love chopping it up with y'all. Uh, y'all are some amazing women. How can people follow y'all? So you can find me at trillionsmall.com. I'm on uh, social media as well, drtrillionsmall.com. And on on your website, it'll have the links to your social media pages. Mm -hmm. It'll have links to social media pages if you guys are interested in therapy. I am licensed in Texas, Tennessee, as well as Florida doing virtual therapy. So just go to trillionsmall.com, contact us page, and uh, you'll get connected right to me. Good. Elsa? You can go on my website at elsachristie.com or just follow me on all social media platforms at I am Elsa Christie. And, of course, if you type in Elsa Marley, you should be able to find me. So, yeah. Yeah, it was so cool. I did a, a a virtual. What were you calling those things that you were doing? It was really dope. These the king. Uh, Let it go, king queen. Yeah, but what we call that virtual seminar, or what you yeah. call it, virtual webinars? Seminar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, webinars. Uh, I was uh, afforded the opportunity to do that uh, for you, and I thank you so much for for having that. Um, I definitely want to uh, thank Trillion publicly because she. I was able to check off something on my bucket list. Um, and that's why I said God is just so awesome. But anyway, Trillion is the one that's responsible for uh, blessing me with my TED Talk. She oversees the the Frisco, I call it chapter, but yeah. the Frisco chapter of TED Talk, uh, TED, TEDx. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so dope because I don't know why you asked me to do it, um, but it was one of those things that um, – like God used you because mm-hmm. I was literally like one, you know, when I would see Ted talks, I was like, I would love to do a Ted talk one yeah. day. I don't know. I don't even know how you get, you know, mm-hmm. become a part of that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things you ask. And then mm-hmm. you just say, I don't even know how it's possible. Right, right. And then one day you were on the phone and you said, Hey, you want to do a Ted talk? I was like, you know yeah. and then i realized how hard that was. And I was like, geez, yeah. what I get myself into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? The theme, our theme was past, present, future. 
and your podcast is Dear Future Wifey. And I, oh. I, I listen to, of course, how you communicate. TED Talks are all about can you communicate, get to the point, and, and have something powerful. And the fact that you write letters to your future wife, I was like, that's something that uh, people actually can benefit from in many areas of just right. focusing on it's just focusing on their future. Right. And really visualizing it. Right. Wow. So when you're writing these letters, you're you're visualizing your wife. Yeah. Right. And so it's in, in a matter of time, I'm sure you will meet her. Right. And so hopefully Prairie, he's still single ladies. And so he's he's still they hosting. Know. They know. That's why. <laughs> they yeah. Know. Yeah. They know. They know. Uh, right. But no, you 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 did amazing. I, I love your you ability. Did. It's so hard to memorize a mm. TED talk. Right. Mm. <laughs> It's so nerve wracking, but you got up yeah. there, you delivered. Uh, I did not know the story of that's why you chose me to do the TED Talk yeah. was from the podcast and writing letters. That's actually dope. If I would yeah. known that, I would have probably framed the talk around manifestation of your wife or something. Uh, I did mm. that. You did exactly what you needed to, right? right? With with um, the kind of the marriage hack, right? Yeah. Seven day or seven years, you, you need to renew your license or yeah. you can get it revoked. <laughs> You're challenging people to be intentional, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It, once you again about the journey, it's once you get married that it doesn't stop. The work oh. actually just begins, yes. right? Yes. And so you were like entry level employee. Now you you know like senior level employee, and it doesn't continue. Education still continues, and so I, I thought it was genius. That was dope, and thank you for pushing me because at first I came, I said I had some generic little talk. You was like, <laughs> no, the terrorists dig deeper. Mm -mm, right. I said, well, what I really want to talk about was this, this, this. You're yes. like, well, do that. And I was right. like, well, I've yeah. never, ever unpacked this whole idea. You was like, well, here's the time to unpack it. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, thank you for being, being able to check off uh, an amazing thing on my bucket list. Yeah, but listen, y'all follow these amazing women. Uh, y'all know I'm a... You know, I encourage everybody to get therapy, get therapy. Um, so necessary for you to evolve into the better version of you. And uh, these women can walk you through that journey of, of self-discovery and healing because that's what it's all about is healing. Hey, y'all heard about my new initiative, Kingdom Royale. Why don't y'all take a moment? Watch this video and then visit the website, kingdomroyale.com, and make a donation of $5. We were trying to raise $2.8 million to open up this magnificent luxury home for foster boys uh, where foster kids become royalty. Check out the video. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have 
been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. So I hope y'all enjoyed the promo video for Kingdom Royale. Listen, this is a huge undertaking for me, but a lot of y'all have already started donating, and I'm so elated that you guys uh, find the value in saving our youth. And so let me tell y'all, I can't do this without y'all. So please, please, please support. Spread the word too. And do your research. Find out of ways of helping foster kids in your area, a local community. Uh, you can be a respite provider as well as become a foster parent or even adopt. So whatever God allows you to, to get involved on whatever level, be involved. Or like I said, donate. Here's my favorite part of the podcast where I manifest my future wifey. Dear future wifey, 
The data I will collect on you will be filed away and retrieved at the opportune times to show you I've been listening to every minute detail of your heart. I will happily accept the mission handed down from my Commander-in-Chief, Operation U, and carefully follow each command to recover your heart. I will never abort the mission, no matter how challenging it may become. I will simply return to base camp at the feet of Jesus to devise a new strategy. You are my greatest mission. This isn't a game of winning you and then placing you on the shelf to collect dust. I will win you and proudly flaunt you around because as Proverbs 12, 4 declares, a wife of noble character is her husband's crown. I will win you so we can win others for our commander in chief. We will show the world the reflection of love as we reflect God's love in our marriage. You will connect the dots in my life. I will connect the dots in yours. We will make each other better, wiser, stronger, closer to the Lord, unstoppable, healthier. Our union will unify other marriages. We were built for this. Now grab my hand and let's walk out our purpose happily together. I love you, beautiful. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.